Hi. 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 I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the Barefoot Office, this digital spiritual space for us to spend some time together and spend some time with Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. Take a deep breath. Take off your shoes. Put your feet on the ground or fold them under your legs. And rest for a moment. And whatever you're thinking about it, just notice that you're thinking. 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 And hear these words and notice what sticks out to you. Then, as Jesus was about to go up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve aside privately and on the way said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and they will hand him over to the Gentiles to mock and to flog and to crucify, and on the third day he will be raised. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee approached him with her sons, making her obeisance and asking something from him. And he said to her, What do you wish? She says to him, Say that in your kingdom these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right and one on your left. And in reply, Jesus said, You do not know what you ask. Can you drink the cup that I am about to drink? They say to him, We can. He says to them, You will indeed drink my cup. But to sit on my right and on my left, this is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. And hearing this, the ten were irate over the two brothers. But Jesus, calling them forward, said to them, You know that the rulers of the Gentile peoples dominate them, and that their great men wield power over them. It is not so among you. Rather, whoever among you wishes to be great will be your servant, and whoever among you wishes to be first will be your slave. Just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his soul as the price of liberation for many. What word or phrase stuck out to you? To me it was, the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Interesting. I've never heard this passage with the mother in it before. But then also, whoever among you wishes to be great. The second time, where do you see God? Where do you hear God? What strikes a chord in your soul and says, stop, pause, wonder, this is holy, there is something more here? What makes you want to dig in and talk and reflect for a while in this passage? 
Then, as Jesus was about to go up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve aside privately and, on the way, said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and they will hand him over to the Gentiles to mock and to flog and to crucify. And on the third day he will be raised. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee approached him with her sons, making her obeisance and asking something from him. And he said to her, What do you wish? She says to him, Say that in your kingdom these two sons of mine may sit one on your right and one on your left. And in reply Jesus said, You do not know what you ask. Can you drink the cup that I am about to drink? They say to him, We can. He says to them, You will indeed drink my cup, but to sit on my right and on my left, this is not mine to give but it is for those whom it has been prepared by my father. And hearing this, the ten were irate over the two brothers. But Jesus, calling them forward, said to them, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles and their great men wield power over them. It is not so among you. Rather, whoever among you wishes to be great will be your servant, and whoever among you wishes to be first will be your slave. Just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his soul as the price of liberation for many. Where do you begin to hear God in this passage? For me, it was kind of a voice... (laughs) Uh, I'm laughing because it strikes me that it's a little bit like the genie in Aladdin, but just a voice that says, be yourself. Just be yourself. The way that I've always heard this or been taught it has gotten all mixed up for me. Whoever wants to be great should be the servant of all. And somewhere in perhaps my white privilege or perhaps within my innate sense of self-preservation masked as superiority or perhaps in prizing being smarter than many of the people around me, although what is intelligence, really? I've kind of always thought I am great, so I should serve everyone else. And so I have slowly, over time, erased myself, erased myself, erased myself. And become someone who responds to the needs of others and puts others above myself. And I've done a lot of self-damage. Self-forgetting. Self-abandonment. And I've become filled with anger and resentment. Been unable to have healthy relationships with people because I can't tell them when I'm mad at them. And I flee like a rabbit if I sense that they are mad at me. Don't know how to do conflict, but I know how to serve, to manipulate, to control. And it's felt like holiness. And yet, as I read this and hear, whoever wants to be great must be the servant of all, or whatever the exact phrasing is in this translation. What I hear is, 
arrogance, presumption, entitlement, ambition. And I don't really want to mark myself with any of those words, except maybe ambition. I have a teeny tiny Slytherin streak in me somewhere. But what I want is to be able just to be myself. And if greatness comes and if service comes, okay. But no longer is that my goal because I read it in a book. My goal is to find and love and be at peace with myself. And right now, that's enough. This third time as we read, what is God calling you to do or to be because you've read this passage? Or what do you imagine yourself doing? What do you want to do because you have read these words? Then, as Jesus was about to go up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve aside privately, and on the way said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death. They will hand him over to the Gentiles to mock and to flog and to crucify, and on the third day he will be raised." Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee approached him with her sons, making her obeisance and asking something from him. And he said to her, What do you wish? She says to him, Say that in your kingdom those two sons of mine may sit one on your right and one on your left. And in reply, Jesus said, You do not know what you ask. Can you drink the cup that I am about to drink? They say to him, We can. He says to them, You will indeed drink my cup, but to sit on my right and on my left is not mine to give. But it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. And hearing this, the ten were irate over the two brothers. But Jesus, calling them forward, said to them, You know that the rulers of the Gentile peoples dominate them, and that their great men wield power over them. It is not so among you. Rather, whoever among you wishes to be great will be your servant, and whoever among you wishes to be first will be your slave. Just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his soul as the price of liberation for many. What is God calling you to do or to be when you read this? What do you imagine yourself doing? What do you want to do because you have read this? For me, I go back to the mother who appears, though I've never heard this passage with the mother before. And I think of, I don't know what it is to have relationships with your adult children. Right now I'm working extremely hard on myself and on my parenting and on trying not to be overwhelmed by my oldest son. I love and adore my youngest son. He's so funny and cute and laughing and peaceful and independent. And my oldest son is a hurricane. 
And sometimes I think I can't wait for him to be 18. And I wonder at the devastation that a 47, 50-year-old me might feel at this person that I've raised disappearing from my life. I wonder sometimes when I think that if my own parents feel that about me, kind of the lost child, the only one to move away from my hometown. I guess my youngest brother moved about an hour and a half away this last month. And I don't know, I don't, I want to be involved in my children's lives, but I also read stories of parents calling professors of, in college to argue for higher grades, parents showing up at job interviews to help their children interview for jobs, and that seems ridiculous. But it was a great comfort to me when I was stopped in the ordination process in 2014 that my mom expressed how she wanted to come and give the bishop a piece of her mind. And so I don't know. I guess I want to have a safe, loving, supportive relationship. I want to parent with gentleness, humor, respect, and love are the words from ACA gentleness, humor, respect, and love. I wrote them on my arms in Sharpie a couple weeks ago. And so committing to those to put them at the forefront of my mind as I interact with all my children, gentleness, humor, respect, and love. For now, that can be enough. And it can even be good. The prayer for the Sunday closest to June 22nd. O Lord, make us have perpetual love and reverence for your holy name, for you never fail to help and govern those whom you have set upon the sure foundation of your loving kindness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Hope and joy be yours. For you have someone in your life who treats you with gentleness, with humor, with respect, and with love. Even if it is only your higher power, and even if your higher power seems far off, go and search them out. For you have the light of God within you. You are the light of the world always.